Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. My name is Jeanette Abney, and I want to thank you for joining me here for another episode here at Precious Predicament Blog Talk Radio. Where, as you know, today is Tuesday, and on Tuesdays, that is the day that we have decided to do the segment from the pulpit to the couch where you will receive biblical teachings from someone that is in pastoral ministry, a pastor, a deacon, or a Bible scholar, and myself, Jeanette Abney, a licensed marriage and family therapist. I want to first give honor to God. I want to thank him for being ahead of my life and for blessing me this morning and waking me up and keeping me safe, sound, in my right mind, and still healthy. Even though I saw when I was doing my Facebook Live, I was wiping my nose, but I think I need to dust my office because it's kind of dusty up in here, but I'm still here. Now, today is a show that came to my spirit, and it was entitled Praise, and I'm like, you know, with all this going on and we're getting all of this information, I was like, you know what, Lord, what do, what do these people need to hear? What needs to be said? And what came to my mind was praise will confuse the enemy. Because today, more than ever, many individuals are receiving conflicting information. As we watch the news, we scroll in our social feeds, and we're listening to others. As it is, many are becoming deterred from reading the Word of God or trusting God's Word because we're so busy listening to man, our president, and, you know, other people are getting in our ears. Now, as a believer, I know where I come from. And I also learned from watching my mother, my grandmother, to learn how to praise God even for the small things. Now, today I want to ask you and I want you to think, when was the last time you broke out in a praise of worship? Now, I'm going to be having one of my childhood friends on the air. I think this is him. I got like three people on the line, so I hope I chose the right one. Good morning, Mrs. Jeanette. How are you doing? Can you hear me? Number seven four four. This Alden. Is this, you know what? I had so many numbers popping up already. I was like, okay, any, mini, money, mom. So I'm gonna do my best, Alden, not to call you Artie, because you know I've never called you Alden as long as I've been knowing you. So I want to work Artie's on that. Fine. Okay, it's fine. Okay. Artie's fine. So I want to thank you for joining me this morning. I appreciate that because I did go onto your Facebook messenger. It was like, ah, oh, I need some help. And uh, with this topic, praise will confuse the enemy. And you know the way we grew up and watching people praise and worship and, you know, what? first tell the listeners who you are, and then let's get started with this topic. All right. Um, my nickname is Artie, and I grew up with, with Jeanette Brooks Abney. Um, you know, she's a Compton native, and I'm from Compton, and, you know, I grew up in the streets of Hard Knock, and today I'm um, Minister Alden, and um, praise will confuse the enemy, you know, and I had to learn all those things, and it doesn't happen overnight, and the thing is, praise will confuse the enemy. We have to first believe and understand that there is an enemy. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of us don't believe that there is an enemy, but praise will confuse the enemy because a lot of times the enemy thinks that he has us, and then when you praise, give God the praise, the enemy becomes confused because he thought that he had you to give up on your faith and your belief in God by what he's throwing at you. And praise is like the high worship that you can give God. Praise is also communication with God, and praise is also prayer to God. You know, we just have to know all those things, but first and foremost, we have to really believe that there is an enemy to praise God to, to relieve us from. Amen? Mm-hmm. And you know what, Artie, and it's interesting because I know when I was a kid growing up and I would see individuals breaking out and praise and dance, and especially we saw a lot of people, a lot of times with our older individuals, but now we're seeing even with kids. And I like the way you put it because we talk about praise will confuse the enemy. And we, like you said, praise is defined as an expression of approval, condemnation, or admiration. Now, when we start talking about praise, you know, when you sitting up there, you trying to be shy and get your dance on, you know, we listen to music, we praise a whole lot of things, but it seems like we're praising the wrong people right about now. And sometimes when we talk about praise, it's also an antecedent that washes your sin away, 
because praise is the invitation of God's approval or arrival. Praise is a connection of communication, like you said, between your prayer life and your standard with God. Now, let me log on the other callers because I have two more people that are waiting. Give me one second. Good morning. This is Jeanette. Welcome to Pressure Predicaments Blog Talk Radio, number nine. How are you doing? I'm good, Jeanette. How are you this morning? I am well. What do you want to say in your first thoughts when we're talking about praise will confuse the enemy? I think this is a wonderful topic because, like you were saying, with everything going on today, people can get so wrapped up in the world and its distractions. And like uh, the other like the other man was saying, um, we have to know that there's an enemy, and if we know that, then we know that that enemy's already been defeated. But when he gets up in our head, especially with the news and everything, nothing good on the news, we have to we have to know how to stop him. And praise will freeze him in his tracks. So I think this is a wonderful, wonderful topic. Okay, let me log on the next caller that we have on hold. Good morning. This is Jeanette, number ending in 03. How are you doing? Finding yourself. Is this Blackwell? I ain't going to tell you that. But listen, <laughs> I got a question for you. And I really want, I really want, I'm, I heard something. I just want to know where y'all found this at. Can y'all, can you help me, Mr. Jeanette, Mr. Artie? Yes. Help me. What did y'all find out that praises confuses the enemy? Well, when we're talking about praise and we're talking about communication, it's not where we found yeah. it at. It came through my spirit. And Blackwell, you keep calling me from different numbers, so I don't know which number is which. I just know your voice. I know that. But I know that. I know that. With praise, and I was trying to come up with a topic for today, there was different things that was coming to me. One is individuals have some have gotten a check, some are afraid, some are, you know, having doubt, and some are getting to the point to where they're learning or they're not appreciating what they have and praising God for those things, and we're praising the wrong people, you know. And so we start talking about praise is giving individuals a clear definition of how to go back to their roots, how to go back to worship, how to go back to being grateful, how to become more focused. And, see, it's like when you're talking about, like with me, I'll laugh. If I'm upset about something and and a person is coming or attacking me, I'll laugh to deflect them, and they don't know what I'm laughing about. So when you start and you're dealing with all of these things and you start praising God anyway and anyhow, people get confused. That's what I would say. I got it now. You're talking about people get confused. I I know you ain't talking about Satan gets confused. (laughs) No, people get confused. (laughs) Satan don't get confused. Mm -hmm. Satan know what's going on because that used to be his job. So he mm-hmm. he understands that, but people may not understand it because they don't understand how we make transitions from one state to the next because of our praise from what we go from a downward state to an upward state because of the power and the Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ mm-hmm. in our hearts. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to hear. I, I, I got no more questions. Thank you. <laughs> no more questions. <laughs> okay. Now, Artie, I'm looking at some information, and it talks about, you know, when we're going through so much hell and high water because there's something inside of you that is about to be produced, and when we start feeling these, these things and people are going through things, how can individuals even, you know, I see people now sometimes praising God in their car. You know, now the individuals are not able to go to church because the churches have been shut down, you know, what what can people do to go back to to basically trying to start praising God more? Um, what I do, I created a, um, a site on, on Facebook called We the Church, and I encourage everybody who have a positive message, whether it's um, a, a live message or a, a positive scripture that relates to the word of God, I go on there every Sunday, and I watch my brother Delano Blackwell, and then I post his sermon on the We the Church post line and just keep people mm-hmm. in, encouraged because it's, it starts in the home, and the body of believers is the church. So if we believe in God, wherever the believers are, there is the church also. So I just feel that we ought to take the time while we're on home confinement to spread the word of gospel because we always called 
to do the work of the Great Commission, and that's why I started the page We the Church, and everybody I see that I know that I see on my page, I put they, they word of God on the We the Church page just to encourage everyone because now is the time to encourage one another. Mm-hmm. Well, Blackwell kind of hung up, and sometimes I be thinking Blackwell be my little devil. So I had to confuse him <laughs> sometimes too. <laughs> oh, well, you know, I've been I've been knowing him a very, very long time, you know, and and I understand that praise will confuse the enemy is the title of the, what the subject is about. Correct, you know? correct. He just want to mess with me, but that's okay because I found something. Can I'm I looking something? at it's called. <laughs> yes, you can. Okay, because when he was saying all those things, I was thinking, okay, there are many um, different instances in the Bible where they started praising, okay, and we know uh, mm-hmm. from coming from the Bible, we know that we do not battle flesh and blood, but powers mm-hmm. and influences of of um, the, the down under forces. So if we know that people are being influenced by the devil, then yes, mm-hmm. praise does stop the enemy. Because we are not battling flesh and blood. We are battling people that are under the influence of wrong authority. And when we give praise, when we when we sing praise, this power of God comes down, and it will stop the enemy in his tracks. And if people are being influenced by the devil, then, yes, we are freezing the enemy with praise. That's why he tried to confuse me by calling me. He, wait, wait, you see how he tried to confuse me by calling me from a different number? <laughs> but I heard the whole- he know he be trying to be my little devil. You know, he took okay. a long time playing. He didn't mean no harm. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, maybe not to you. I get tired of fighting with Delano. <laughs> We've been fighting for a long time. Now, I'm looking at something, and like I said, it's coming from sparkspeople.com, and it talks about hallelujah, praise the Lord. And it indicates that every time you lift your hands and surrender to God, Satan, who Delano said wasn't, is like, dang, I thought I had you but you still have your hands raised. And every time you Mm -hmm. open your mouth and with a thank you, Jesus, Satan is looking around like, didn't I just tell you? That's not your worth saying anything. Now, didn't I just tell you that you can't be forgiven? Or didn't I just make you think that you were going through depression? Or but you are still lifting your hands? Are you still going to praise God? And that's part of when we start talking about that, we think we're defeated. Like Delano go try to ask me them questions. I ain't scared of him. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope he's still listening. Call me back if you want to. <laughs> so because God knows what you can bear and he will never put more on you than what you can bear. And the words, no weapons will be formed against you shall prosper, but it doesn't mean that the weapons will not be so you don't hey, know. Can I share a scripture? You right something... Yes, you can. Okay, we got, we got to remember in the, the books of Acts, chapter 16, verses 25 through 26. 25 Paul was silent. Yep. They, they was beat and thrown in prison and in bondage. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then the 25 said at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them, and suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundation of the prison was shaken, and immediately all the doors was open, and they wasn't bond no more. So even while they was getting mm-hmm. put on and locked up in jail, they still praised God. And that's what we ought to do, because mm-hmm. we can still praise God. God might don't do it right then and immediately, but that doesn't mean he's not going to do it. The word praise also means to stand on your faith. It also stands for faith. Also, mm-hmm. I'm a friend. You know, it's a, it's a couple of things in being God who is God. You know, no matter mm-hmm. what the situation is, we ought to still uplift our hands. And hallelujah is one of the highest praises that we can give him because we're still here to try to get it right in yet another day. That is true. And you know what? And even though, you know, we start looking at people that are in authority positions and politicians and they're battling amongst one another, and when it says the righteous will not be forsaken nor seed big as bread, and we're watching these things happen right before us, but then now they said, oh, you can go outside, or you can, no, you ain't tempting me with that. You know, I'm going to continue to praise God. I'm still going to continue to use wisdom. I'm not going to be tricked and fooled by the devil. You know, but the one thing I just like the way the president said it was an invisible enemy. You know, yeah, it's invisible, but people are still dying. But now you want people to go outside to the parks to the, go get their nails done, their hair done, because you know, they put a little money in their pocket. 
So that means get your butt back out there and spend it. And then come back with your sniffling and your nose running and you're dying. You know, it's like for real. So sometimes yeah. we got to pay attention and don't believe everything you hear and half of what you see. Right. Bible say you wisdom. Thank you. Thank you. Use wisdom. I had, um because when I was trying to put the show together and I was talking to Miss Tammy, I don't know if she's going to call in today, and I was talking about um, fi- our financial responsibilities because, you know, all of this is kind of going hand in hand. And individuals mm-hmm. are losing hope. You know, yes, people are dying. You know, some people want to give up. Some individuals don't know who to believe, what to believe. We're becoming more confused. But we got to remember, God is not an art of confusion. But it's a way of getting into your head and messing your mind up. So we got to keep our mind stayed on him. And I'm looking at some other information, and it talks about what praise will confuse the enemy. And it talks about in Psalms 42, 1 through 7, as a deeper pants for streams of water, so my soul pants, for you, my God, my soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I go and meet with God? My tears have been my food day and night, while people say to me all day long, where is your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I used to be, I used to go to the house of God under the protection of the mighty one, with shouts of joy praise amongst the festive song. Now, as I'm reading this and I'm going through this, and they wrote this in 2014 from Point of Grace Church was a daily reading, and now that individuals feel that they don't have a place of worship or a place to go, Artie, I was looking at um, something on, I think it was on Psalm Sunday. They had a man preaching out the bed of his truck. I was like, all righty then. <laughs> he was going to make it happen. And, I mean, they was praising and worshiping and, and shouting with joy. And he was had a speaker in the back of his, the, the bed part of his truck. You know, there were people in, in going like they were going through the drive-in in their cars. So, see, you can't <laughs> stop people from praising uh-uh. and worshiping him, even when you do try to silence yeah. them. So, and we start talking about the enemy. Yeah, the enemy can discourage us. He can throw things at us, you know, lie to us, trick us, and, and confuse us. But just keep praising us. Just keep praising. Right. Can I share something? Yes. Okay. Yes. He told, he stole my scripture because I was going to mention Acts and when Paul and Silas was in prison. But anyway, <laughs> another one that come to mind is when um, back in the Old Testament in Second Chronicles twenty. 22, you know, um, they was coming up against a battle, and the one guy in um, in Second Chronicles 20, he tell him, listen to me, if you believe in the Lord, you'll be able to stand firm. And then so after the king consulted with the people, he appointed singers to walk ahead of them in the army, and they started singing praises to the Lord. And it said in Second Chronicles 21, Second uh, Chronicles 2022, at the very moment they begin to sing and give praise, the Lord caused the armies to fight among themselves. Mm-hmm. It will confuse the and enemy. And that's what a lot of what we're seeing now is we're seeing people fight amongst themselves, even in their own household. Yeah. And we start talking about the enemy, and you know, and I'm looking at something. And I remember one time I had a client come and tell me one day that he's the devil. He's like he came to kill, steal, and destroy. You know, I had to tell that. I had to tell that man like, well, I got a Bible and a gift. What do you want? Which one do you want? You know, because <laughs> everybody is not receptive to the word. Sometimes you got to go old school. You know, but the thing is, we start talking about that the enemy is trying to steal, kill, and destroy isn't worthy of even a blink of our attention. Why bother? And we have to be fully persuaded that he is a liar and a deceiver. So we do need to stay alert because the enemy can be a whole lot of different things. You know, we've done shows of about being aware of wolves and sheep's clothing. You know, sometimes I'll be looking at, at my dog be like, uh, you my friend or my foe? You know, what, what's going on with you today? You know, because you don't know how the um, devil can get into people and, and things. So when we, now, right. I'm looking at something that talks about Peter's 5 through 8, and it says, do you know that he just roars like a lion but is a toothless foe? Always be reminded that we do not fight a defeated foe. Jesus already conquered the grave, and death has already lost its pain. 
So a lot of the right. stuff, you know, no, we don't need to worry. And I, I tell some of my clients, if you go worry, don't pray. If you go pray, don't worry. But we still need to get our praise on. Now, Artie, let's talk about that a little bit because, I mean, you know, we can get testimony. We can start giving praises. We can start shouting, you know. But what is, and we talk about our communication with God. A lot of times I believe, and I see, Artie, a lot of times people get confused between religion and being religious and being spiritual. Can you explain the difference? Well, most most people they fear they figure that if they if they don't do a long prayer as they see some people do, then they second guess themselves on the communication with God and a lot of people don't even know that prayer is just communicating with God. It's like just a one-on-one mm-hmm. conversation, and they have to build that up. And I, I encourage people right now during the confinement time to build their own personal relationship with God. I mean, they could be just sitting in their bed. They could be in the bathroom combing their hair and just talking mm-hmm. about it. They need to know that communication is prayer. But then they see certain people pray these long prayers, and then they'll try it, and then they're trying to think first instead of just letting God lead them from their heart with what they want to say, they can get confused by trying to put a prayer together instead of just letting mm-hmm. the prayer flow from their heart. But it's just basically communicating to God. And, and God knows your heart, so even if you're praying and you don't feel you're good at it, continue to stay encouraged and communi- keep communicating with God and build your relationship. That's why I always say we the church, the believer is the church because the word of God dwells in you and is in your heart. That's why they say you confess with your mouth and you believe in your mm-hmm. heart. You have to believe in your heart. The same way when you say praise will confuse the enemy, we have to really believe that there is an enemy. And a lot of people, they really they really don't. Mm-hmm. And you really have to believe that there is. Correct. That is true. Okay, I have another caller call again. Let me log this person on. Good morning. This is Jeanette. Welcome to Purchase Predicaments, number eight one. How are you doing? Okay, number eight one. You're on. If you have, do you have any questions? Or you want to add something to the show? Okay, I guess they just want to listen. Okay. So, Artie, when we start talking about that and we start talking about the enemy, an enemy can be defined as a lot of different people, places, you know, some things. It can be even things, you know, because we have a lot of things that distract us from focusing and staying focused on the word of God and trusting and believing in him. So we start talking about the enemy, you know, that can also be more symbolical, too. Because we always talk about Satan, we always talk about the devil, we always talk about Lucifer, you know, and I'm looking at something even in, and it says, and again, it's coming from Heart of Worship, 7.com, and it talks about in Second Chronicles 20, when Jehoshaphat was facing a great multitude in a battle, he was afraid. He set his face to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judea. So Judea gathered together to ask help from the Lord. And from the cities of Judea, and then it also talks about, and they came to seek the Lord in Second Chronicles. So, in truth, fear can grip us at the onset of our challenges, most especially when we're caught off guard. Now, with this coronavirus going on, some individuals was caught off guard. Some individuals were told certain things because I had never heard enough about no coronavirus. You know, and now we got people, you know, making jokes about it and, and walking around doing little um, video skits and stuff like that. I even told my grandson the other day he had his shoes on the wrong foot. And I told him, I said, you know what, you need to put your shoes on the right feet. He said, Granny, I don't want to touch my shoes because I don't want to get the coronavirus. You know, and all I could do was just laugh. I was like, oh, my God, he's only four years old. I don't want to catch the coronavirus by touching his shoes. So the enemy and the way, like I said, the president was announcing about an invisible enemy as he was, you know, portraying it to the coronavirus, we do need in some cases to be aware by using wisdom in regards to what it is we are battling. And that doesn't mean that we have to go out and try to fight it ourselves. That means that we got to trust God. Can you speak on that a little bit, Artie, when we start talking about fighting the enemy? Because we can't go out there and, with sticks and guns and, and all that other stuff, so we need another type of weapon. 
Well, actually, when you read from Second Chronicles, Chronicles chapter 20 and 20, it says right there, it says, believe in the Lord your God, so shall ye be established. Believe in his, in his prophets, so you shall prophet. That means to believe to believe in, in, in his word, you know. And mm-hmm. we all fall short, and we all are not perfect, and, and spiritual get the best of us. Because we're not perfect, and the key thing is to, to never to never give up, to to stay on the on the battlefield, you know. Because there is a scripture that says that when you love when you love the things of the world, you become an enemy of God, you know. So so the enemy of God comes in many forms. Well, people need to realize the Bible says there's nothing new under the sun. They had played back in the Egyptian days. And this, mm-hmm. is, this is the same. This is the same. The same type of scenario. It's the same thing. He said, now the people, they they have other gods that they put in first, and they don't understand the, the God with the Lord case, G. It's, it's a lot of them, though. Some, like they say, some are just running out there to do all these other things instead of relying on the, the main God with the capital G, the one who will mm-hmm. do everything. And, you know, and it's good that your, that your grandson, he, he knows about the virus. I mean, that's 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 good. They're smart, and the Bible says to train them up in the way that they should go. And because if we don't train them up in the way they should go, the world is going to train them up in the way. Oh yes, they will. Oh yes, they will. You know, and I was just thinking about that, Artie, because um, I saw something. I forgot whose Facebook page I was on, and um, I was looking at um, a picture, and I said, "Lord, my poor grandson." I said, "You know, I, I, I don't. I'm not trying to rush my daughter." to do something, but I don't want my grandson exposed to a lot of different things that we was exposed to because they'll be like, okay, that's Jupe's great, that's Jupe's grand's great, no, that's his grandson, that's Jupe's grandson, and I don't need my grandson exposed to that kind of mess, so I don't want him to get more confused because he is smart, because he is articulate, because, and I went through that with my son. You know, yeah. when we start talking about um, praising him, and we praise God in the midst of our battles, knowing that he is faithful to come through for us. Praise always precedes a manifested victory. We have to believe we have the victory. Praise confuses the enemy. So praise, therefore, is a sign of faith, and faith is the assurance of the outcome, and it's always an overcoming victory. Now, when we start talking about that, and I mean, are, we're not going to get everybody to believe. We're not going to get everybody to rejoice. But it's it's interesting how when a song could come on and a person would be like popping their finger, oh, that's my song, you know, or they go to a restaurant and that's my favorite meal. You know, we get to singing when we eating, we get to doing But we got to get back to our praise and our worship. That's true. Hey, I wanted to chime in on you said how your your grandson and 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 little Juke because I knew I, I knew Juke I knew Big Juke you know and he has certain characteristics and everything. But to relate on that is there is a such thing as generational curses and we have to find our way through these generational curses. I I've dealt with some and I I've only learned that from from reading and practicing my faith. In God, mm-hmm. and a lot of people don't believe in generational curses, but there are, and and there's nothing wrong with you watching to make sure and to keep your growth up in the way in which you should go, and that'll help eliminate it. Nobody's going to be perfect because we we just don't know, but that's giving you mm-hmm. a fair shot at not going down that same path, though. So I mean you on that it, it, because it yeah, is because, true. <laughs> yeah, because the thing is, you know, because. Looking at him and him being, and I'm like, oh, my God, here I go again. And I was like, I got my son out of here when he was one and a half years old. And now I'm looking at my grandson, and we sent, my, we sent him down the street to um, your cousin's house for, you know, for, for like a little school and all of that. My grandson yeah. came back with a note across his chest that said he did not want to listen and said he ain't got to listen to nobody but his mama. I said, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, here yeah. we go. Here we go. You know, and I'm and he's very athletic and I'm and you're right, there is a such thing as a generational curse. And that could be part of the enemy. And we have to pray and we gotta worship and we gotta, you know, stay steadfast and fast and you know, to, to try to break these chains and break these cycles. 
Because yes. I definitely try to keep him in prayer because, Lord, I look at that little boy. I'm like, mm, don't you be walking around here talking about no fun and all that. You done lost your mind. So, but the thing is, and I'm looking at some other information, and this is coming from crosswalk.com, and like we said, we're talking about praise, and we have so much to praise God for, meaning there's great power and giving honor to him, because this is about basically giving honor in spite of what we see and what we're going through. And many of us live that truth out every day in our lives, but the Bible is so full of examples of praise when we see his power released. Life-changing miracles, dramatic stories of the enemy being halted or defeated, hearts being changed and drawn closer to him. And that's more what I'm talking about is when we talk about drawing closer to him. You know, Artie, I mean, I know a lot of times, I mean, now that the people are not able to go to church, and a lot of individuals are not able to, um, they're, well, not, they're not able to because they're doing different things. I was listening to R.C. Blake talking about he was doing a um, virtual church. He was even having new member schools, even online. So they are still doing a lot of different things to try to bring people um, closer to God. Now, what are some of the things that, that your church is doing? Well, they, they started a um what you call it? The conference call. They, they do the church on the conference call. Um, and like I said, I started with the web page. And, and you can do the conference calls. You can go have most of the members have Facebook. You can do Facebook Live where they all log in. I mean, mm-hmm. my thing is, even if you're in a member, you just log in and get the word of God and just keep going. It's people even to make their own sermon that they never even preached. Open your Bible and put together any topic that you choose yourself. Do your own sermon. Make you write your own sermon. I'll tell you, teach it to yourself. Teach it to your kids, your your, your grandkids, your, your neighbors, your brothers, your sisters. The word of God will still go forth. And now with all this extra time, it's a wonderful time to do it. I mean, it's wonderful. I, I got two Facebook pages and whatever's biblical on my normal page, I share it to my We The Church page. Because it ain't just my page. It's for whoever believe in God and has some positive to say to encourage people, I post it. I post it on there. I post your precious predicaments on there. Everything that's related to the word of God, I'm posting. If somebody gets tired, somebody else might see it and it might help them. And that's the thing. If it can help one person, I don't care about the 50 mm-hmm. years. If it can help one person, that's that's our work. That's our job. And that is true. That is so true. And I commend you for that, Artie, because it takes a lot of work to do this and a lot of time. You know, even when I got in trouble yesterday for posting stuff, because I guess I was clicking too fast, so they put me on suspension. I said, Lord, I said, Facebook put you on timeout longer than your parents put you on timeout. They told me I can't come out timeout till Thursday. <laughs> I got to Thursday, yeah. but I said, you know what, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to post it up to my relatives. I'm going to tag them, and I'm going to say, you know what, now y'all can share it because I'm in trouble. You know? <laughs> but the thing is, you're not going to stop God's people. You know, um, Thea, do you want to share about your church and what are some of the things your church is doing? Uh, right now, to keep in contact, we have joined, um, we have this, we all have downloaded the app GroupMe, and most of us have downloaded Zoom, but, um, and we are also doing um, conference calls now. Pastor wants to keep everybody in touch. He's still been going to the church, I noticed on there. We're communicating um, during the week through group me, you know, people just like posting little inspire, inspiring, encouraging phrases or quotes and stuff like that. And then on Tuesday nights, we're still having our regular Bible study. We do that through Zoom. And on Sunday, Sunday mornings, we still have our Sunday school. We're doing that. The women do that together. The men do that together. And then my church is um, streaming live from two different sites, I believe, but mostly on Facebook. And then just throughout the week, Pastor usually put, like, little messages on there. And I think he does that just to get the church together as a group, kind of responding back and forth. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Artie, I've been doing, like you, a lot of the pastors, like with Pastor Danisell, when he's preaching from Higher Dominion Worship Center or um, in San Marcos, I will put his information on the um, J.A. Precious or Precious Predicaments um, group page, and I try to get his information out. There's another pastor named um, Larry Saul. I, I put his information out. There was a pastor, Mark, um, when, oh, God, I can't think of his last name. I know his name was Mark. He used to be at Irvine, and now I believe he moved to Baltimore. 
And so I try to make sure that I stay connected with a lot of individuals that have a lot of positive things to share so that we can continue to motivate, encourage, and empower individuals. Now, I'm looking at some information, and, again, it's coming from com, and it talks about what the power of praise can do, and it indicates eight things. Number one, praise gets our focus off ourselves and back on God. Mm-hmm. Now, that right there is powerful because we have to praise him for his mighty deeds and praise him, praise him according to his excellent greatness, and that's in Psalms 150-2. Uh, Bia, when I said that, mm-hmm. you made a comment, the focus off ourselves and back on God. Any comments? No, I like that because oh. um, you you know I'm also um um well there's a few things that keep me strengthened and um that's a really big thing with me because if I'm stuck on myself I'm I'm subject to get wrapped up in self pity and self pity will take me out quicker than the enemy will and so focusing on something other than myself is one of my strengthening points and so yes praise is definitely one of them anytime I can bring God back into the picture I know I'm okay. Oh, I want to say one more thing because if my pastor found out I was on the radio and didn't mention it, I might be in trouble. So anyway, I'm a member of the Friendly Church of God in Christ in Oceanside, and we are under the we are under the leadership of Dr. Pastor Superintendent Morris Woods. Okay, I'm glad you said that because we don't want Miss Pastor Woods to be upset with you. Are you, are you still there? Yeah, right. I think um. It's, it's important to continue. It's important to continue to praise because um, a lot of people are going to get comfortable without going to the buildings of the church. A lot of them are. It's sad to say, but some a lot will get comfortable. So all I can say is keep keep everyone encouraged and to continue to praise. And by us praising, is keep us motivated in the spirit of God to continue to spread the word of God. Because a lot of people are going to get comfortable. You're talking about three, four weeks without having to go to the church. A lot of them think they don't have to pay their tithes and offers because they're not going. It's it's impacting the whole wide world. So each and every person that do praise, your God is hearing our praises, our worship, and it's to keep mm-hmm. everyone motivated because a lot of people are getting comfortable. Yeah, they are. And, again, it takes it, – it basically praise gets our focus off ourselves and back on God. Another, and I'm looking at it, indicates praise brings us to a place of humility, meaning we remember our dependency on God as we acknowledge our needs for him, as we praise him as our creator and king of this world. We admit and recognize that we are not in control, but he is. He is above all. Yes. So that means above our president, above our governors, above our parents. You know, like I said, people were talking about the stimulus check, not realizing that there's going to be some aftermath behind that. And then next year we probably got to claim that money that people receive on their taxes. And they're going to be like, wait a minute, what's that? You know, so a lot of times we need to start paying attention. And when we go back to being um, humble and dealing with our humility, we got to realize it's God is in control. And it says, indicates, and it says, let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. For the Lord is a great God and a great king above all gods. Any right. comments, Artie? No, what you said, God, God, God is the only true living, living God, and we are to give God all the, all the praises and all, all the glory. Because I was Glory. looking for that mm-hmm. scripture. This, this, the scripture I was looking for is, is James 4 and 4, where it says, Whosoever therefore be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. So once we mm-hmm. really believe in our heart that Jesus died and, and we accept Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior, there's another scripture where God says we are his friend and we keep his commandments. He He is our friend. And then James 4 and 4 mm-hmm. says, Whoever therefore be a friend of the world, is an enemy of God because if you put the things of the world before God, then you're not standing up for God. And then the scripture tells us that if we do what he says, he is our friend and he'll tell us what to do. And we just have to give God all the praise and all the honor, no matter how things look. Because I always tell mm-hmm. people, they say, oh, it can't get no worse. I say, if you got one arm, you can lose your other arm. Thank you. You lose Thank your you leg, you lose your other leg. Things can always Already? get worse. <laughs> 
man. Artie, I was watching the news this morning, and they had a woman that had been bit by a shark. She was on the news, and I think she was missing. I only saw one side of her body, but she was missing the arm. But she was still happy. She was still grateful, and her whole arm was gone. Um, another mm. one indicates that number three, praise makes the enemy believe. It pushes back the darkness, the surrounds, and the blocks, the attacks of hissing lies over us. We have another caller calling in. Let me log this caller on. But I like that how praise will make the enemy flee. Hi, this is Jeanette. Welcome yes. to our Super Dickman's number ending in 27. How are you doing? Okay, they not said anything. Number ending in 27. Anything you want to add to the show? It's interesting how many of us don't even know our own phone numbers because I know some of my numbers I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but I just logged on a caller. <laughs> so. Artie, what do you have to say in regards to praise makes the enemy flee? When you start praising him, he will leave you alone. Well, you know, I can't, I can't, I can't get an address out of scripture right now, but it's, the, the Bible tells us, resist, resist the devil, and he'll flee. Mm-hmm. You know, and you, and it goes back to to, to our belief in our faith of our praise, though. Everything's going mm-hmm. to bring to faith and belief, though. We can't think the enemy going to flee if we, if we, if we have to doubt. If we Thank you. Ooh, you mm, wow. You know what? And that leads to the next one. It says, praise leaves no room for complaining and negativity. Because sometimes, even within our prayer, we can tend to complain about our problems, but God knows our hearts and he cares about all that concerns us. But through praise, we focus on him, no longer allowing too much attention to be centered around the struggle. We're reminded of what he has already done in our lives. We are reminded of what he knows, what is concerning us, and is capable of taking care of all of that burdens us. So when we start sitting up here worrying about this and worrying about that, and you know, and it goes back to where I indicated, I've told individuals, you go worry, don't praise, you go pray, don't worry, but don't do both. Because a lot of times we get conflicted, we give God something, and we take it back. Or we always complain, and we always negative. We always, but when you praising and when you worshiping, you ain't got time to be complaining and being negative. Thea, you want to speak on that a little bit? Which one? Uh, being being the, being negative or making the devil flee? Well, play, that praise leaves no room for complaining. You ain't got time to be complaining and being negative. I haven't heard. A gospel song or a praise and worship where they send up there being negative, pointing the finger and complaining. They crying, they worshiping, well, they jumping be. up and it's down, they hallelujah. You ain't being negative and complaining. <laughs> you can't be. Yeah, it's a conflicted state of mind. You can't be. They say, um, I've heard other people say, you can't be happy and miserable at the same time. And if you give him praise, you, I mean, that's like. The best state of mind to be in. You can't be sad and miserable. Not if you give it praise. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. And the next one, praise makes room for God's blessing over our lives. He will yep. not hold back his goodness. Praise open the gateway of blessings as we come into the presence of our King. And it indicates that he enters his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. You know, and when we start talking about that, and, you know, we already, I mean, there's this, that song that says if he don't do nothing else, he's already done enough. You know, and yep. we know that, like I said, these are trying times. Things are happening. Kids are at home. You know, I, as a therapist, already, I'm getting so many phone calls with individuals that are, are at home, stressed out, being in, in domestic violence situations, don't know how to feed their children, don't know what to do to even try to educate their children. You know, like they said, you got some people that dropped out of high school, uneducated, functionally illiterate, and they got to homeschool their children. It's like for real, you know. And so what some individuals are doing is sending them to other people to try to get them. But, hey, I have a master's degree. My grandson is more articulate than I am. You know, he used bigger words than I do. And he's only four. So, Thea, you saw that. So my point is when we start talking about you know, basically praising him and for what he's already done in our lives, God has done a lot for us. And sometimes we get mad when we don't get everything or everything is not going our way or if we are even losing a loved one. 
we got to still remember some things are still in God's will. And it's not meant to just hurt us. Artie, can you speak on that in regards to praise makes room for God's blessing over our lives? Well, first we, we got to understand when we are when we are blessed. You know, a lot of times we think we we have in our head that we do these things ourselves, and it is the blessings of God. But with the maturity of the word, and as we grow and learn to love God more and to praise and worship, we understand what is the blessing from God. A lot of times we think we do stuff on our own. Don't even realize that it is a blessing of God. Like it's a blessing for a lot of people to have the job they have. It's like you got mm-hmm. a rocket scientist, somebody else can have your job. So that is a blessing, but they just think oh, I got a job, but that's somebody else can have that job. Somebody else can have all these other things that we take for granted and not realize that it is a blessing. So we need to we need to pray for the blessings that we do have, you know, like I said, I, I, I don't have a doctor's degree, but my granddaughter bang on some math, and it's like, I'm like, well, what did you in? And like you said, it's, it's like <laughs> chemistry seems like, <laughs> you know, but it's like, it's, I thank God for the Internet, for blessings. I mean, the Internet is a cursing <laughs> awesome because of the bad, but it helps get some of the homework done. So we just need to understand what is a blessing, though, because, you know, a lot of stuff God gives us that we are blessed, and we think it's us ourselves. And once we determine the, the difference between that, we praise God even more, though, for, for being there. I mean, like I said, I'm not a rocket scientist, uh-uh. so I was, I, whatever job I have, I'm blessed. And we need to realize that we are blessed, even we did stuff on our own. The Bible says we can't do nothing on our own. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh, Artie, let me, let, me, let me help you with this one. My grandson told me, Granny, I was talking to Siri. I said, who? I was talking to Siri. I asked Siri this question, and Siri told me, I said, oh, my God. The boy's so boy, he said, they're talking to Siri. So I don't know if I'm ready to bring Alexa out the box yet. So I think I just let him be being Siri friend versus being Alexa, because I know Alexa know a whole lot of stuff. He was like, Granny, who is Siri? What does she look like? <laughs> so, you know, so Artie, with, with those homework questions, you know, talk to Siri, talk to Alexa. They can, they can answer your questions sometimes a lot faster than the Internet. Now, just give you a little hint. Now, another thing is praise invites his presence because God dwells close to us when we praise him. He lives there. He looks for it. You know, it's like a relationship. If somebody bought you a big old Mercedes and put a red bow on it, you, oh, thank you, oh, I love my car, oh, my. but you forgot you might have a car note to go with it, you know. But when God do things, he wants to be praised, too. You know, they used to up there laughing, but you know how we see these commercials, and, oh, thank you. Oh, you, you. You're not even thinking about the other part, you know. So we so busy praising man, but we got to remember that God dwells close to us when we praise him because he looks for it. Any comments in regards to that, Thea? I think, well, you said a lot, you know, the biggest, the biggest part of that for me is okay. When we, when I think of uh, my church, we always, they always say, and Pastor always saying, when praises go up, blessings come down. And come I down. think mm-hmm. my, my take on it is because okay, just like if someone buy you a car, you're like, oh, thank you, I love you, I love you, I love you. When we show God that same kind of love, and He is able to do so much more than we could even mm-hmm. imagine. He's like, oh, my child is appreciating me right now. Boom, here you go. Boom, here you go. You know, we show him that kind of love. I mean, he loves us right back. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember Steve Harvey wrote a book about um, in relationships, and one of the things he said about a man, he said a man wants to protect, provide, and proclaim. God can do the same thing. Protect us, right? provide for us, and proclaim us. Mm-hmm. Okay, Artie, what you got to say about that one? <laughs> I think I think that is true, and um, praise is is intimate. It's, it's like an intimate moment with with God. You know, you see a lot mm-hmm. of people they they break down and they cry when they when they pray and they worship and you know, and it's one on one. They did the 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 the, the, the tears just roll and roll and roll, and and it's like mm-hmm. it's you and God. You know, and it's so personal. You know, you can, I don't care if there's mm-hmm. two hundred people beside you. You blocking all that out. You ain't looking to the right, mm-hmm. you ain't to the left. It's just you and God, and you praising Him because I, don't nobody know what all God done for you. He said, you know, and, and, and you, you're thanking Him and you're praising Him and you're focused on just God, letting God know 
that he's awesome and that you recognize that he's blessed you and you praise him, you know. Well, that is true. That is true. And, you know, and the thing is, and I'm thinking of when I'm doing these shows and things come up, I think of music and, you know, and words to songs, you know, and it's that song when it says it could have been me, you know, and, and, and that is just so, so true. And also our spirits are refreshed and renewed in his presence. We're strengthened by his peace and fueled by his joy. Through a heart of praise, we realize that God doesn't just change our situation and work through our problem. He changes our heart. It changes our perspective of what it is that we're mm-hmm. dealing with and what we're going through. And it also pays, pays a way for God's power to be displayed. Miracles can happen. And, see, that's part of what happens is a lot of times individuals don't believe. You know, they think it's not possible. You know, and we've seen a little Facebook little things about won't he do it, you know. And, and it, it's, it's interesting. It's sometimes it's even hard to even share and tell somebody, you know, because you want to just let them know. But then some people get jealous. Some people get mad and don't want to hear it. But you still keep praising them because that's between you and God, because praise can be used as a weapon to help protect you. Do you mm-hmm. anything else you want to share? Well, I like everything I've been hearing because, I mean, I agree, you know, a lot of people, sometimes people aren't going to want to hear it, but then when I remember, okay, I've made a decision to turn my will and my life over to the care of God because, yes, I've been delivered. He's, he's delivered me from so much. I have to give him praise. And when people don't like it, I get louder. I sing harder. I recognize him more because if somebody don't like something good that's going on in my life but they knew me before and they're trying to bring out that old me, I know where they're coming from. That's the enemy. I'm trying to confuse and freeze anyway, so I'm going to praise him even louder. And you can walk away and be mad. And most times that's what people do. They just walk away or, or say something like, oh, I forgot you was crazy, and walk away. I don't have to retaliate to that today because you you now see that your best effort got you nowhere. I'm still singing. And I know that that's God working through me because before – I was the enemy that my own praise would confuse. Someone called me crazy. I'm ready to fight, but I'm not like that no more. My praise is genuine now. You know, it's not about, oh, I can sing and walk down the street singing. It's about thanking God and loving him for my life today, just showing and letting people know when I have the opportunity. And if I'm singing, that's because I'm happy. And if I'm praising them, you know why. Mm-hmm. It's just God, is he's all that to me. Any comments, Artie, what you got to say in regards to we talking well, about that? Because some well, individuals have been well, delivered sure from a all, lot of I know we all heard that old that old saying, misery loves company, you know. So like she said, the people mm-hmm. they know the old her and they see they see the new her and they they hate themselves. People people will hate to see other people happy and, and people hate when they see other people not wearing and they casting all their Worries to God. People be jealous of me. I can relate, though, because the, the way I grew up and everything, how I live my life now, my phone doesn't ring as much, but I have to adjust and realize this is, I have, I'm living a better life. And, mm-hmm. and all I can do is share it. I can share it how other people can live a better life. That's how I feel. Everybody's testimony is meant to be heard. Because a lot of people go through a whole bunch of different things, and I feel everybody go through something for somebody else to hear that one testimony that that one individual has to lead somebody else to Christ with that hope that it worked for them, God can do it for them also. So mm-hmm. no matter what we all go through, everybody's testimony is meant to be heard for somebody else. Because there's somebody else in this world that needs to hear everybody's precise testimony to know that there is hope and that there is love and that Jesus and God is there for them. That's okay. so I, I can understand exactly what she's, what she's saying. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Because you know another thing, Artie, is people try to keep you in your past. They don't believe that you mm-hmm. change. And even with me coming from Compton, growing up, and you know in school people thought I was a bookworm. I hate to study. I still don't like to read. <laughs> Johnny told me the other day. She told me the other day, she said, yeah, that is your butt that got in trouble with the IRS. I see you got that paperwork done in one day, but 
you could have got done four years ago. This is devil. This a liar. I'm getting this stuff taken care of. I'm like all these mistakes. I'm like uh uh-uh, uh uh no. But the one thing that I put in there, it talks about. But the idea that's because you saw me sitting in that same spot all day. <laughs> You know what's good about what you and what's good about what you said is God wipes our slate clean, and a lot of people will they will continue to judge you on your past. Like I have a very interesting past, and 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 a lot of people they still they they won't believe my walk with God because they knew me for my past, and I don't I don't let that bother me because I I find peace and joy knowing that I'm sincere in my walk with God and my ministry. But there are going to be people who still just don't want to believe that, that, that you have changed, and I pray for them. I mean, like I said, I, I pray for the believers, yeah. and I pray also for the unbelievers. And, and then it's like, don't, I, I'm not to worry about those who don't realize my change. My, my, my change is to please God and not man. So I understand mm-hmm. when you say, you know, they, they just look like, uh, uh, when I first started serving God, somebody told me, oh, you're just doing that because that's where the money is. I'm, I'm like, man, come on, man. But, that's uh, I, I, but you know, but you got to, that's, that's that what we, <laughs> that's what Artie, when we start talking about praise will confuse the enemy. I'll never forget, because yeah. we, you know, we're just talking about that, and I'm going to say some other stuff that I'm reading with with our friend, and, I, and I'm going to say it, I'm going to put it on the radio. But, um, you know, because you remember me from Willowbrook, you know, you, and then you, I don't know where you went or whatever the case may be. And then now, you know, you see me now almost 40 years later, you know, but it's, it's interesting yeah. how our lives have been. But I remember at my mother's funeral, Mr. Blackwell was preaching at my mama's funeral. That sucker stood before the congregation and told the story about me pulling guns on him and Ronald Coffee. I just looked at him. <laughs> he ain't talking about all oh, I was throwing grapefruit and onions, and I hit him in the head, and I came back and he hit me in the head with a grapefruit and said, well, I looked at him like, oh, you going to do this in front of all my friends, all my coworkers, all these? You go, I, I just sat there and smiled. You know, but the thing is, you know, piss me off. <laughs> So, but when we start talking about, and, I, and I'm seeing it because sometimes people will do that to you, but you've got to remember who you are now. You may have been, I'm like what Paula White said one time, I may not be where I want to be, but I'm not where I used to be or who I used to be. And if you want God to accept your praise and come down to help you, you must first do away with sin. Give your life to Christ, and he will give you a new heart, which is heavenly ordained, and praises will come. And that's in Acts 3.19. So you can't keep going back and forth. And that don't mean that God don't um, bless the sinners either because we ain't going to say who's going to get blessed, who ain't going to get blessed because that's not up to us. That's between them and God because we don't know what's mm-hmm. in their heart. You know, even when we look at people that are in jail and they're in prison, some of them know the Bible better than the people that go to church every Sunday. You know, and so right. you just never know. So we have to stop judging individuals and talk about, who God should bless and who God shouldn't and who should praise him and who don't shouldn't praise him. Because you can't stop nobody from praising him. You couldn't stop people from from worshiping and praising when they were picking cotton. So you sure can't do it while they're right here now for the faces of the enemies for, that they can see and cannot see. Now, Artie, we have less than a minute left on the show. What is it that you want the listeners to know when we talk about praise will confuse the enemy? Um. What I want everyone to really know is that there is that there is an enemy, you know, and I think that's that is key right there to realizing that there is an enemy, and by praising and thanking God, you can have the victory over the enemy. Mhm. That is true. Thea, what do you want the listeners to know in closing? Just praising God releases his power, and if you're feeling weak, then lift him up. Mm-hmm. And remember, you don't have to be in a church to praise and worship. You could do it in your home. You could do it in your car. You could do it on your job. You could do it. You know, sometimes we get embarrassed. You know, but once you start thinking about all that God has done for you and has been so instrumental uh-huh. in your life, 
you have no other choice but to praise him. You know, even if we, we've done shows about gratitude, we've done shows about being delivered, we've done so many different shows speaking on so many different types of titles, but we need to stop praising man and going back to praising God. So I want to That's thank great. you for joining us here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. And if you enjoyed the show, you want to leave a comment, please do. If you have any other topics that you would like for us to discuss. And, Artie, I want you to join me on some more topics. You just let me know what you want to talk about. Because, as you can see, I don't mind talking about stuff. And thank you, Phil, <laughs> okay. for also adding to the show. The other person didn't want to say nothing, but we thank you, too, for listening. So, again, thank have you a blessed Continue to praise him because he will, or the praise will confuse the enemy. Thank you. With Jeanette Abney and Pressure Pig, this is Talk Talk Radio. Bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.